If you study the language of the addict, so the alcohol addict, the drug addict, the vocabulary, the language that they use, it's very, very similar. There's this thing about um, they're running away from something, okay? Um, you know, they're either turning to the alcohol or they're turning to the drug, which is something that they're running away from. So usually something that causes them pain, um, which makes them, uh, you know, run into the arms of whatever they, whatever it is that they're addicted to. And th the language that they use is, I need it, I need. So this whole thing about need, you know, needing another drink, needing um, uh, another fix. And to the people that are inside of that um, addiction, you know, in that kind of hell, so to speak, they, um, that is their entire world. So as a result of that, they, they push everything else to the side. Every, the, the addiction takes priority over everything else. So family matters, relationships, um, their health, hygiene, um, their contribution to society, all of that takes um, second, third, fourth place to them getting their fix. And to us onlookers, when we're overlooking that, when we're, we're seeing all of this in action, we can see that the addiction is the very thing that's causing them all their anxiety, all their sorrow, all of their troubles, all of their problems. Okay, so, you know, if the relationships are breaking down, um, and they're having health issues, so you know people who tend to drink alcohol, they have liver problems, drug uh, you abusers, they have so many other health issues. You know they tend to age uh, very quickly, and then they end up in rehab, and a whole host of stuff that takes place. But if you speak to these people, they have a huge justification as to why um, they need that addiction. Okay, so in their mind, it makes complete sense. They have a complete rationalization for it. Uh, it's it's completely logical to them but to us it seems very very irrational because we're on the outside um, and they're when they're inside of that they're unable to see the thread um the common thread that's causing all of their problems somebody who's addicted to alcohol if they stop drinking it'll probably solve so much for them I mean, they'll probably stop arguing with their wives with their wives with their wife um you know they stop arguing with their children they might stop any abuse that they're committing you know domestic violence um they're probably able to keep down a job better um, there's so many things that, that would just uh, write themselves if they didn't, um, if they weren't addicted to the alcohol. Um, and, and with drugs, that situation is even more extreme, right? With, with drugs, it's, it's a lot more extreme. But the important thing in all of this is the language, the language that they use to justify that behavior um, and the fact that they can't see the common thread because they're on the inside of it. But now consider the, the language of somebody that, that works many, many hours. So especially, I want you to picture the entrepreneur who's the hustler. He's, you know, he's very proud of working very, very hard. He works around the clock. Somebody was telling me yesterday, he knows this really successful entrepreneur that only sleeps two hours a day. And to me, that was actually quite shocking. That's quite alarming to me. But this is something that people are wearing um, as a badge of honor. But now somebody who's hustling for that long um, and that hard, if you listen to their language, it's actually just like an addict. So, you know, oh bro, I, 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 I haven't even had lunch today, I've been working so hard. And that's the kind of thing uh, somebody who's, who's addicted to alcohol would do. They, they wouldn't eat because they'd be busy drinking. First thing in the morning, um, they have a drink. Right, the the, um, the the drunkard. First thing he does, he has a drink in the morning. The 
the entrepreneur, the addicted entrepreneur, the hustler, first thing he does, he gets his laptop out in the morning um, or he goes straight to work and then he worries about breakfast and then he worries about having a shower. And the drug addict uh, or the um, the drunkard, they're the same thing, that hygiene takes second place. So, you know, the, the hustler, um, if you notice, these people, um, their, their, their marriages, their um, everything else in, in their lives always takes second place to their work. The work is their identity, the work is their everything. But if you're somebody that, the thing is, one drunk person can't necessarily identify another drunk person. They can't see um, what's going on with them. They're not outside of the picture. It, you know, a one um, drug addict isn't gonna be able to notice the, these problems on another drug addict. You've gotta be outside of that. So when you're outside of that addiction, you can see what's going on with, with these group of people. But when you've got the entire society that's drunk on work, then they can't see it on each other. So you have to be somebody that, that's not drunk by that to be able to notice it. And you'll notice this with entrepreneurs, you know, uh, some, some entrepreneur on a Friday night, you're meeting him, um, and he turns up late, um, and then it turns out he's forgotten to pick his daughter up at the train station because he's so drunk on his work. Um, you know, he's not taking care of his, his appearance, he's not taking care of his hygiene, um, and he's not giving any priority to anything else because he's completely drunk on work. That is uh, an intoxication with this world. And it's not something that's from Islam. We're not, we're not taught to be outwardly intoxicated. We're taught to be inwardly intoxicated, which means to be intoxicated with Allah. We're taught to be outwardly sober. But everywhere I go and everywhere I turn, everybody's just drunk on life. They're actually drunk on work. Um, and it's a very sad thing. And, and the very people that are drunk on these things can't understand why they have so many problems in their lives. Um, they have so many personal problems, they have so much stress. I mean, th these kind of things. I mean, if, if, if you look at a, um, an alcohol addict, it's very difficult to say to somebody that's in that uh, situation, to say to them, to sit them down and really have a go at them and say, all of your problems are because of that drink. It's a very difficult conversation to have. Um, you have to come to it, unfortunately, with a lot of empathy, they can't see it. But it's the same problem with work. Um, it's very difficult to, to say to somebody that you're drunk on work. And that's the cause of all of your problems. This society um, has manufactured this idea of being drunk on work. It, you know, especially if you look in London, the, the people that work in the banks and the finance institutions, they're working all around the clock. That's just like somebody drinking all around the clock uh, or somebody taking drugs all around the clock. I mean, what does that do to your body? What does it do to your, to your general health? What, the, what does it do to your mental and spiritual health? It has extreme effects upon us. And nobody's talking about this where work is concerned. In fact, it's considered taboo to, to speak about it. Like it's almost as if, well, you're from another religion or you're from another planet if you talk about not working so hard. Um, but the truly successful entrepreneurs, they have this balance. They understand when they're being intoxicated by work. Um, and they understand that that thing is gonna um, attract calamities. I've been speaking to a lot of entrepreneurs uh, a lot of business owners, small business owners and large business owners over the last few months. And I've been noticing the same pattern over and over. There were a couple of cases just a few weeks ago, very real cases, where one brother, he'd been working really hard for the last 10 years. Um, he's been working, he was working in two businesses um, and he was just working around the clock. You know, I've got a family, I've got a house, I've got to take care of them and everything. But the money that, the, the work that he was doing and the money that he was trying to save was to get into a bigger house, to um, uh, you know, to save for the future, 
basically. Um, so you just and he was so caught up in that. He just, you know, to be able to just interact with this person was very, very difficult to just have a conversation on a dinner table because that person was just not present at all. You have a conversation on the phone, they're just not there, just completely consumed um, by what's intoxicating them, the work. And this person, um, they had a huge calamity in their business, all the inventory got stolen. Um, and the fact of the matter is that if this person had been sat at home drinking tea every single day for the past year, they, you know, and not done any work, they would have been, they would have ended up in the exact same financial financial position that they are in right now. That's the that's the thing with all of this. You're always going to end up in these situations, you know. So you have to stop feeling the need, uh, and you have to stop feeding that need. Um, and it's a very difficult thing to do because we've been programmed to do it. We've been raised on a diet of that. So it's very difficult to to let go of that need. It's something that I've been teaching myself now for the last year. It was it's something that was very very difficult. And I've been through my own um, fair share of problems, broken back, um, you know, fatigue, um, and so many other issues. And now I'm finding, I'm getting to the point where I'm able to just be a lot more present. You know, if you want to be able to enjoy life, all that hard work that you're doing, um, so that you can have a brighter future, you need to be able to enjoy that future. But you can't enjoy something if you're not present, you know. Um, and, and it's really fascinating to watch this. If you're sat at a dinner table, and somebody that's intoxicated by anything, music, um, work, anything, you watch how they just don't enjoy their food because it's not just that their mind is somewhere else, their heart is consumed by something else. It's not able to take in the beauty of that. And you'll see this on entrepreneurs. They're, they're at a dinner table, they're trying to eat, or they're watching a movie and they just don't enjoy it. They're completely numb to it because they're consumed by something else. And, and I've lived a whole decade, if not more like this myself. I, I think back to my uh, late 20s and very early 30s and they're a complete blur because I just didn't, um, I just wasn't taking any of it in. So now I'm trying to learn to live uh, every day as it comes and just be a lot more present. And it means not worrying about work. It means not telling myself this story that I need to work um, in order to justify my addiction that I'm not going to survive. I mean, Allah is a Razak. I mean, our sustenance is already written and our risk isn't in our control. So, you know, if we worry about it, we're not really trusting in him. Um, and who knows, and as hard, it is, as hard as it is for a lot of people to hear this, we could be dead tomorrow. So if you've got a, a roof above your head um, and you've got food in the fridge for tonight, then if you're dead tomorrow, you already had all the money that you needed, you know. So instead of worrying about being able to pay for your daughter's wedding or a college fund or any of those things, these things are in the future and you don't know how the economy is going to change. You, you don't know how the geopolitics are going to change. You don't know what's going to happen at that point. You don't know how society trends are going to change. Maybe, um, you know, big weddings are in right now, but in 20 years, maybe everybody realizes that maybe we just need to do small weddings. So you're working really, really hard for a future that may or may not exist. Um, and while you're intoxicated, you're running away from something. And you've got to really ask yourself, what is it that you're running away from? What is it that is causing you to, to, to seek this fix of work? What is that? Um, and it's, it's a very difficult conversation we all need to have with ourselves. Um, you know, the, the scariest thing for an entrepreneur is to, is to say to him, if you go, and I, and I do this with entrepreneurs all the time, and it's very difficult for them to hear. I say to them, just spend tomorrow doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's almost as if I'm, I'm, I'm asking them to commit suicide. It's very difficult for them to, um, to do that. 
um, and, and they can do it for about 10 minutes and, and, and they're back to just being consumed all over again. Um, but this hustle culture, it, it really needs to, to, to stop. Um, I really have to keep saying to people, you're drunk, Habibi, go home. Assalamu alaikum.